Hey guys, Candy here with Good Morning Ladies, and I want to thank you for tuning in. I have a very special guest today, and the reason why this guest is so special is because she is going to close out our series called Transform Body, Soul, and Spirit. I consider her an expert on all things prayer <laughs> related and just seeing the miracles of God. Destiny Thomas, would you say good morning to all of our ladies? Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. What an exciting time and season. I can't wait to jump right into your story so all the listeners can get caught up. I, I kind of know the backstory and what's been going on, but I'm going to invite everyone to join in in prayer before we open this podcast. Is that okay? Yes. Awesome. God, I thank you for this time. I thank you that we invite your Holy Spirit. We invite your presence, God, that the listener may hear and a seed may be planted, God, that takes root, that produces life, that produces hope, that produces faith, God. I thank you that even people that are tuning in who may have been discouraged will leave this conversation encouraged, on fire, and full of your presence, God, that heals, that restores and that brings joy and peace, God. I thank you, Lord, that you would bless our guests in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, okay. So I, I believe in transparency. So we had a talk a few months ago, and I mentioned that you would close out the series because when I came across your live posts on Instagram, I was blown away to, to find out that there's a woman praying for people. And that's it, <laughs> Not, expecting nothing in return, but to see God's goodness. So let's start there. And um, I think as the reason why I really wanted you to be our, the end of the series is because without prayer, um, it's like, what else do you have really? That is, that is the transformative power of God. So talk to us a little bit about um, your background, where you're from, and um, what you do on Instagram every day. Well, I'm Destiny, like she said. So hi, everyone. Um, I'm 29 years old. I'm a wife and a mom. Um, so in October, just to speed up the story a little bit, I dealt with a uh, tumultuous infertility story. Um, I was diagnosed with uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, or PCOS is what most people know it by, and endometriosis. Um, after three and a half years really needing prayer um, and God, <laughs> we got our miracle baby. And that journey actually taught me how strong I was in God. You know, it taught me that when you have God, you can kind of conquer anything. Um, so October of 2017, God let me out of corporate America without a plan A or a plan B, but a plan G is what I like to call it, God's plan. So um, I left corporate. I didn't know what I was going to be doing. I just told my husband, God told me to leave, so I have to do it. I, I, I know what he does when you follow him. I know what, what, what your life looks like when you're truly in his um, will. So I left, and um, maybe a week or two after that, God kept pressing on my heart to go live and pray for people. And I was like, God, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard of in my life. People are going to delete me. They're going to hate me. They're going to be like, what is she doing? And just to be honest and transparent, God had to remind me to do this for three days straight before I actually did it because I'm human like we all are, you know? And it's the things that sound the craziest that God is like, but watch what I do with it, right? So finally, the third day came <laughs> and I was like, you know what? What could I lose? If people unfollow me because I want to pray for them, then they're not meant to follow me anyways, you know, because I know how powerful prayer is. So I did it and God just, 
he still blows me away from it. I mean, I've met amazing people from it. I've met Candy from it. I've uh, been introduced or invited to conferences to pray for people from it. So he just has done amazing things from it. But like she said, I didn't do it to receive anything from it. I did it just because I know how powerful his presence is and being in his presence is and how your whole life can be transformed when you're in that moment and in that space. So I wanted to introduce and allow people to have that opportunity. And I remember going on Instagram and and your name popped up and I said, I'm going to see what this is all about. It looks awesome. And I go in and you ask, does anybody need anything uh, prayed for? What what are your prayer needs? And I was like, well, let me just write this because I was kind of going through a rough time. I think just relationally at home and there were some other things going on coming on at coming off the end of a breast cancer journey. And I was like, of course I need prayer and thank you destiny for offering it. And so, but we didn't, we've never spoken at that point. We didn't know each other. I was just a person jumping on your live and you began to pray. And I was like, my eyes got big. And I mean, I, I felt the presence of God because you prayed for my finances you prayed for God to open doors. It was like you were praying for the ministry that God, the podcast and the ministry that's going forth now. But you, I knew specifically that there were also some financial needs and you um, said that God, even when she asks, where is it going to come from? And I was saying to myself, no way, this is awesome. And I knew the Holy Spirit was using you that day. So that is why people come back and reach out. And so tell us some of the miracles that you've seen happen. And I guess some of the feedback you've got, gotten from people who you've prayed for. And then tell us, tell us a little bit what God is doing with how this, another door has been opened because of this. So, yes. Yeah, so um, with prayer and, and just a quick backstory before this, God kept saying this year, I'm going to make you very vulnerable. And I even did a vision board and it's up there. Vulnerability. You're going to be more vulnerable. Um, and just to be honest, I've always been a closed door type of person, What you see on the outside is all you get. Like, I don't, if you can't really impart your, uh, advice to my marriage or to my finances, why share it? Right. But God should, God revealed to me and reminded me that God told parables. God told stories to win people's souls. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to share our stories because our testimonies or our tests really are not for us, but for the other people that need hope and need reminding that he is still good regardless of what our natural situations look like um so i begin to just share my story and i begin to even on prayer at the beginning and at the end just continue to share my story um and from that the lord actually told me to begin to write my story um about my infertility journey and to be honest a lot of that i wanted to forget it was very tumultuous like you said when you go through a big tragic situation it does strain the marriage very 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 hard um because you're going through stuff on your own and you want answers on your own and then your spouse wants answers so it's like i can't give you those answers i'm going through it myself um so it it brought a lot of strain on my marriage that i didn't want to kind of bring back to memory i wanted to kind of get through it we got through it god no need to bring it back up right um and just on finances and everything but god was like it's not about you You know, the journey even wasn't really about you. It was about that woman that is in the same spot you are right now and that will pick up your book and know that she will get through it. Right. So I I was like, God, how is this going to happen? I've never written a book. (laughs) I've only written in my journal and that's about it. 
And when I tell you the way he put it together was just so beautiful. I mean, the book was written in five months. He told me to write, uh, I mean, to create a, a gospel playlist and to play it while I was writing and everything just came out. Like I've heard people talk about God can give you the book that he wants to give you. And he did. And I just wrote what he told me to write. And I, I the lady who created the cover of my book, um, we met just in uh, just in God's intentionality, honestly, and she did the cover for like $60 for me, and it came out powerful. The editor who edited my book, she edited it for under like $300, so everything just came together so beautifully, and I couldn't give glory to anybody but God, and, yes. and my book is my baby, right? But what I can say came even greater from the prayer sessions was people started reaching out to me and they were saying, you know, I was always under the impression that prayer for my life had to come from a pastor, it had to come from an evangelist. I didn't know that God really had things that he wanted to say to me, but you praying for me showed me that God hears my prayers, that he has direct answers for me, but I'm just not hearing them. So can you teach me how you knew this about my life and you didn't know this? And I actually prayed on it because this is not something I wanted to do. You know, I take my prayer life with God very seriously and very intimately, but we're here to share, right? So I begin to do prayer coaching classes and the power that God has just been able to do in these classes in the last couple of months has truly blown my mind <laughs> and theirs because it, it has shown us that everyday people God wants to talk to them too. And a lot of times we put so much emphasis on the church, not taking from that because I am a member of a church good, <laughs> and I do good. believe in my, in, my, yeah. in my pastor. But God, in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says God has a purpose and a plan for all of us. It doesn't say just for our pastor to give it to us. God created a purpose and a plan for all of us. And what kind of father would he be to give us a purpose and a plan and a blueprint, but not the steps to fulfill it, right? And and he said, Destiny, if you seek my face every single day and you be silent and still long enough to hear my voice, I will direct your paths. I will show you. Don't take this job. Take this one. That is actually a counterfeit. Don't take that man. Take yes, this one. Yes. And that's what he's been doing in the women in our prayer sessions is, no, that man that you're talking to, he's not the one. And they're like, wow, I've been praying about right, this. I've been right. praying about this job. And it's just powerful that from something that I truly didn't want to do, God has allowed me to live in my purpose. So yeah, that's what has happened. <laughs> so show us the book. You have a copy of the book, right? Yes, it's right here. Yay. And it's titled A War I Couldn't Win Alone yes. by Destiny Thomas. How does it feel to be holding your book? I mean, it's exciting. It is so amazing. It is so amazing um, because, you know, I know the tears. Honestly, I cried writing the book. I, I really put everything I had in it because I really wanted people to, more, more than hear my testimony, I wanted them to feel God's presence in it. I wanted them to know that Destiny wasn't any different than me, that the same thing that he wanted to give her he wants to give me, even if it's not a child, you know, what, what God taught me during that journey was we look at the natural so often, right? We're like, I have the, and this is what I used to say, God, I have the husband, I have the house, I have the car, I have the good job. And God kept saying, yeah, you do have all of that. But Destiny, if we be honest, you're broken inside. Ooh. You're broken inside. Ouch. You still are dealing with daddy issues and you think I'm going to give you a child? 
Because, yeah, you're going to give your child those materialistic things, but what you're going to give them even more is your brokenness. And that's what we don't look at. We look at what our situation looks like in the natural, right? Destiny, you're asking me for a child, and honestly, you don't even know if by next year you'll be married. Let's just be honest, yeah. you know? You and your husband are dealing with your own situation, and you want me to bring a child into that? Because my thing is not only to bless you with what you want, but it's to bless the person I'm bringing into your life. So we want a husband, right? But we can't even love on ourselves. We can't even stand in the mirror for five seconds and say, I am beautiful without mm-hmm. feeling uncomfortable. Right. But you want right. a husband to tell you you're beautiful, and it won't even impart in your soul? Like, no. So God's like, you can't say my timing isn't perfect. It is, but you're not ready. You're not ready. That's what I had to realize. Those hard conversations you have to have with yourself. Like, you know, it looks pretty on the outside. And to your friends, you can hide who you really are. But you can never hide from me. And Mm. that's when I was like, you're right. I'm miserable, God. I can't bring a child (laughs) into We're like, you know, God, give me the child or give me the husband. And then I'll get right. And he's like, no. Like, you're basically asking me to bless your mess. to, To allow you to be in a mess but still bless it. And that's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to actually transform you to be prepared for the blessing. So, yeah. (laughs) Wow. And you couldn't have picked a better segue to helping people that are listening to this, because I believe men and women tune in and it's so awesome to see people listen to our guests and really walk away with a seed that becomes transformative in their life. And as we we went through this series, we started with the body. So I had a lot of um, believers that were women and personal trainers, and we're talking about getting healthy. And then we talked about the soul with some uh, counselors and, and coaches, life coaches. And I think the most important part of our relationship with God is our prayer life. So if we want something to be transformed, a, it may not happen the way we think it will. He may be transforming us inside, <laughs> like you said, before he transforms the things that we want to see in our lives. So I want to help our listeners. What is it that keeps most people from stepping into uh, a prayer life that is impactful? Are there any hindrances, or what do you teach people in some of your one-on-ones? Um, so what I teach people in the one-on-ones is it's the same reason why people don't read the word, right? I mean, it clearly says in the word that it's like a two-edged sword. It's going to reveal your mess to you as quicker than you'll ever be prepared for, right? So that's why people don't pray because even if you aren't at the stage of hearing from God, you're going to immediately feel conviction. You're going to immediately feel um, his presence. And In God's presence, no matter how much you can hide, no matter how filthy you think you are, he's going to remind you that you're making a choice at the end of the day, right? And unfortunately, in the society and the generation we are, we don't like the accountability part. We don't. And that is what prayer does. It requires you to be accountable for yourself. There's no one else there with you to say, it's their fault. It's, it, it's their fault why I'm not where I should be. It's, it's that person's fault why I didn't get, finish college. You know, we can point the finger when we're not in prayer. But when you are in prayer, God's like, no, the mirror is on you. You know, so that's why a lot of people stray away from it, because it's going to <laughs> it's going to put that mirror in front of your face real quick. <laughs> You're right. And sometimes uh, I think people can get discouraged in, in their prayer life because they don't hear or see an instant result. 
Um, not that, that, not that his answers don't come quickly in many cases, it it does, especially when we're, um, declaring the word of God over a situation, it can happen quickly. But I think people feel like it's a one-way conversation and they can't hear the voice of God. So what would you say, um, as we kind of close our conversation to leave everyone with something that will transform their prayer life today? What's one practical thing that they could do today in their quiet, in that moment? I would say the biggest thing I have learned and my students have learned is we pray and then we get up. Like you said, it's not a one-way conversation. And a lot of times because of movies or Bible studies or uh, sermons that we heard, we feel like every situation in our lives is going to be a drop in your lap blessing, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not. Unfortunately, God requires a lot of action from us. So if you're sitting and you're praying and then you're like, okay, God, you heard my prayer. So I'm just going to wait on you. And he's like, whoa, 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 I just told you to pick up the phone and call this person. You're never going to get that strategy part. So you're sitting around waiting for God to manifest. And he's like, yeah, I'm still waiting for you to make the phone call. But you never even heard that part because you're like, well, I'm here to dump on you. And now let me go about my life. And that's not how it works. I mean, it clearly says in the word faith without works is dead. But where's the work coming from? It's coming from God. Yeah. Um, I'm making faces because I'm like, I just, you know, it's uncomfortable when <laughs> God puts them, turns a mirror on you. And, um, you know, sometimes I think it takes an encouraging word like this to say, no, go back to the building blocks of your faith, which is conversations with the Lord, building that relationship with him. You can't have a relationship with someone you don't communicate with. I don't, I don't think that's possible. And, and so I thank you for writing the book to talk about your journey. And what is the one thing you can say in the book that, as you were writing it, um, did you discover something new about yourself, about your own transform transformative journey? I did. So there's a part of the book um, that I'm not going to share, of course. But in my infertility story, every time I would share the story, there would be a piece of it I would leave out. And it was just because of my own insecurities of what people may say about me, what people may think about my family because of what happened. So I would always leave that part out. But that was actually the most monumental part of the story, Um, because in that part, it first showed me that we pray and ask God for things. But like you said earlier, God hears what we pray for, but the way that it manifests will be totally opposite of what we expected. You know, I prayed and said, God, uh, if there's anything that needs to be revealed, that is holding me back from having a child, then reveal it, right? And here I am thinking, it's, you're selfish. You spend too much money. But what he actually revealed was something I could have never imagined or never been prepared for in my entire life, right? Um, but when that came, even though I knew what I prayed for and what I asked for, I was like, why this, God? Why are you doing this to me? You yeah. know, and it, and, and, and it was the, the peace that I needed to get my son but it was still something that required me to even do more digging and more transforming on my part to even be receptive to that, to that. So, you know, that's the thing, you know, once again, we ask for a husband, but then we're not realizing that if we truly want the husband, we're not asking for a boyfriend, we're asking for a husband. Right. So that means that God truly has to transform us to be receptive for a husband. So then all of a sudden we realize that, Things are being uprooted from us, our daddy issues, our, you know, unworthiness issues. And we're like, God, why are you bringing all this now? And he's like, well, you asked for a husband, right? 
<laughs> so you got to do it yourself. <laughs> you know, I was writing, I was writing down notes as things came up in my spirit as you were talking. And um, I'll give the listeners a little example. Um, you, you shared your story about your infertility journey. And I'm sure there, there are lots of women that are going to hear this that say, you know, that's me. And I couldn't understand why God wouldn't answer my prayer for a child. Yet lo and behold, um, before we started talking, actually before we recorded, you mentioned that you went to the book of Samuel and began meditating mm-hmm. and praying. Um, but, you know, when, when I think about sometimes what has to happen before the blessing comes, it's kind of painful. Right. God, God chastens those whom he loves. And I just feel like that's part of the transformation process that before he gives us the blessing, there's some pruning. And right. um, so I'm going to go to my, my, my testimony. But as soon as I said the book of Samuel, I wanted you to touch on briefly uh, what was it that you were that you had learned from that story? Um, so in the book of Samuel, um, they talk about his mother, Hannah, um, who was married and the husband had. I'm sorry, I'm not good with the names because they're pronounced funny, but um, her husband had another wife and the name started with a P and she could have kids. And Hannah was like, but why can't I? And she went to the church. And I mean, she cried out to God in such a way that it broke heaven's yeah. walls. And Eli, the pastor or the uh, the priest, thought she was drunk. That's how lost she was in God's presence. And I remembered when I, there was, I think it was something else that I had wanted before. And I remember crying out to God in, in a similar manner. And I was like, that's, that's the peace. You have to truly surrender to God. You have to truly say, God, regardless of what I have to lose, regardless of what has to be removed from me or revealed to me, I am prepared for that, for this blessing. And that's what I did. I cried out to God. I I was in the fetal position and I was like, God, whatever transformation has to be done in me, whatever has to be broken in me that is stopping this from happening, I'm ready for it. And that's what I kept meditating on and making sure I did it consistently. Another thing that I did as well is I, um, it's for anything in my life. I always uh, revert back to Habakkuk two, uh, where it says, um, to make it plain. So another thing I did as well is I wrote every characteristic down to the mm-hmm. eyelashes that my son would have. And I prayed over that every single day. I did the same when I wanted a husband. I did the same when I wanted a house and it came out the the way it was on paper. So that would be my other um, advice is to make sure that you are very detailed with God because God says in his word, he doesn't want to only give us our wants and our needs, but the desires of our hearts. So that's the other thing. So meditating on Hannah and really crying out to God in the same way she did as best as I could and writing it down and praying over it. So I'm just, I love what God has done through you and how you're actually, this was probably never, you thought, you never thought you'd be on a platform to share all of this, <laughs> to share your whole story and how beautiful it is when uh, God finds someone humble and willing to be a vessel. So thank you for this ministry gift, Destiny. We're just praying tremendous success and, and that it would impact people around the world. Um, you know, it, it kind of has caused me to think about my own journey a little bit. And so something I prayed for many, many years ago was a broadcast, a media ministry. I think I was in high school when I knew that I wanted to do um, ministry and broadcasting all you know together. And 
I, that was when I was what, 18, I'm 41 now. And the podcast just took off like a year and a half ago, but it wasn't until I had to walk through breast cancer. And what cancer did was it stripped me of fear. So what I know that God had to heal you of some, some things. And you probably mentioned in the book, what God had to, to take me through to transform me before the blessing of the ministry was birth was getting rid of the fear that was in my life. Fear and um, cancer brought humility. I mean, humbled down to, it's no longer about the things of life. It's like, God, can I live another day, please? Can, you, can I wake up tomorrow and know that I have you know, months and years to live? When you are humbled down to, can I have another breath, God? That, is, that was one of the biggest transformations in my entire life that I finally was aware of my mortality. And it forced me to a place of prayer. And that's where transformation truly takes place. I wrote down three things that I learned from you today. <laughs> that prayer is the step one to transforming your life. A life of prayer um, is going to transform you and then, you, and then the, from the inside out. Um, that transformation through a life of prayer will, will take place on the inside, God removing things and preparing us for the blessing. And then the word of God brings about the ultimate transformation. That's why I wanted you to share on the story in Samuel, because I, I believe that um, God's word transforms. Mm -hmm. So any last um, encouragement for that person that's listening right now that is thinking, I'm turning my back on God. I feel like he's let me down. I don't really want to pray. And um, the fact that I'm listening to this podcast is a miracle in itself because they may have wanted to stop and they kept listening. What word of encouragement do you have? And then if you could close us out in prayer, that'd be awesome. What I would say is, what I've been saying all this week is faith and trust are similar, but they're two different things, you know? And so many times we've been taught it's faith as a mustard seed, just have faith in God, right? And that honestly is what causes a lot of people's de demise because faith is believing that regardless of this bill coming that says it's going to be late, you're believing in God enough that he will pay the bill before it comes due or gets disconnected. Where trust is when the foreclosure is in front of your house that you may be foreclosed out of your house, but you still trust God because his word says, I will provide for you. And I think that's where people get a mistake because when we have faith in God, we're believing in God for things that his word don't say we will have. His word says he'll provide for us, but it doesn't say by you living on holiday lane, that's how I'm going to provide for you. It just says, I will provide for you. But trust means I don't care if my lights get cut off. I don't care if, you know, I, it takes me 12 years to get this child. His word still says to be fruitful and multiply. So he will give me the child. But if the process is not moving as quickly as I like it to, I have to look at myself because I tell my students and I tell people all the time is your blessing is on the other side of your obedience and the timeliness of it. But if you're not seeking God's face every single day, but you're only seeking God in the emergency, you can't point your finger at God and say he's not doing what you want him to do. Yes. You have not had communication with him enough to know what he's asking of you. So that's like me saying, 
oh, my husband wants to talk to another woman, but every time he's trying to talk to me, I'm too busy or I, I'm ignoring him. No, he tried to warn you. He tried to tell you there was a problem, but you weren't available before the emergency. So I would say before you give up on God, look at yourself and, and, and really go to God and surrender and say, God, I know that you have a purpose and a plan for me. You are not a deadbeat father, so you wouldn't give me a purpose and a plan if you didn't have the steps of how I can achieve it. So God, where am I going wrong? God, where can I re relinquish some control? Because I like things to make sense in my head, but you are a spiritual yes, being and you don't God. do things in the natural. And that's what was the hard part. The hard part is looking at ourselves and saying, did this word change because it didn't come? No, it didn't. I applied to five positions and I was overqualified for all five of them. And I'm like, God, but I have the credentials, but God, and he's like, yeah, because I don't even want you in that building anymore, Destiny. I'm taking you out. And I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. So I would say, if, if you feel like you've been pushing towards God, but you're not getting results, are you just pushing or are you sitting still long enough to actually hear his response? Because that's where we miss it. And if you feel like you don't know how to hear from God, trust me, turn some gospel music on, get the yeah. atmosphere roaming and cry out to God. Because listen, one thing I like to tell people is God is not wanting to have you not hearing him. If he needs to bring somebody to you to tell you what he wants to say, if he knows you're crying out to hear from him, he's going to reveal himself to you in some way, form or fashion because he wants to have an intimate relationship with us. He does not want to be disconnected from his children. Mm. That's all I got. Wow. 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 Okay. So before we close, I had to give these two scriptures because your comparison of faith and trust, mind blown right now, mind blown destiny. Um, I'm going to give the scripture for faith first, and then I'm going to go to um, a scripture on trust. So the word of God declares in these two different versions, I like to, to, go to different versions because you get a different feel for the verse. So this is on faith. It's Hebrews 11, 1. And the NIV says, now faith is the confidence in what we hope for, the assurance about what we do not see. And I love how you said, when if there's a foreclosure coming or a bill due, you're hoping for God's outcome to be in your favor. You're hoping that it, he will work everything out as he has promised in his word. Another translation, I believe it says the assurance. I like that one. It says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Again, the faith is the hope in his promises and the conviction of things not being seen. So I want to go over to a scripture on trust. And then I would love to have you close us out in prayer. Would that be okay? Yes, ma'am. Awesome. Oh, don't call me ma'am. I feel old. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um, so that was Hebrews 11.1 1, for those who want to go back and reference that. And I would encourage all of our listeners to do what you probably do in your quiet time. Put on the music, get in the word, and then let worship music cause the spirit of God to help lead you to pray. And um, it's going to be amazing. So I, I thank you for that encouragement. So in Proverbs 3.5, this is from the message translation because it's just slightly different in very common language. Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. 
Look, Destiny, that was, I think this was the most um, powerful way we could have possibly ended this series. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so again, I just want to reiterate to our listeners, please go out and, you know, as sisters in Christ, we want to support one another in, in ministry, in business, and whatever we can do. From Amazon.com, A War I Couldn't Win Alone by Destiny Thomas. And we will go out and support and watch God just do amazing things through your ministry. And also, um, you had a birthday recently, so happy belated birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Destiny, if you would close out in a word of prayer, I believe every listener has been so blessed. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Of course. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you, God, first for waking us up and allowing us to see another day. God, there's so many we know and don't know, God, that did not get to see today. So God, we thank you for this opportunity at this thing called life. God, we thank you in advance, God, for giving us the courage, the confidence, and the boldness to relinquish all control to you, God, to lay our burdens, our situation, our circumstances, our fears, and our doubts on the altar, God, and never picking them up again, God. God, you want us to be people that give our problems over to you, God, to cast our cares on you, God, but not be Indian givers, God. A lot of times we give it to you, God, but we pick it right back up. God, we want to be led, guided, and directed by you, God. We want to to be in alignment with your will and your purpose for our lives, God, because we know when we are in alignment with you, God, that is when it's no longer about us, our awards, our rewards, our accolades, or the things that we accomplish, God, but it's about serving your people, God. It's about introducing people to your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. So God, I ask that you just have your way like only you can, God, that you will continue to close doors and remove people and things from our lives, God, that are not meant to be there, God, because we know when you close doors, God, that is when you are leveling us up, God. That is when you are uh, uh, stretching us, God. That is when you are enlarging our territory. But God, we also thank you in advance for the blessings, the testimonies, the open doors, God, because we know when you bless us, God, it's only to be a blessing to others like ourselves, God, or others before us. So God, I just thank you and praise you for this opportunity. God, I thank you and praise you for Candy and what you have put in her, God, and what she's doing with it, God, and what she's allowing you to lead, God, and direct her to do in your for your kingdom, God, because we know when we do things for your kingdom, for your glory, for your honor, God, that is when it will be stable. That is when it will truly flourish, God. That is when everyone who will touch it or come across it, God, will know your goodness that even if their natural situation looks terrible, if they keep their face on you, God, you will allow us to walk on water to you. So God, I just thank you and praise you. I give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Yay! I'm so happy we got together again. (laughs) Thank you for being so gracious and working around my schedule. And, um, you know, Destiny, I'm just praying blessings on everything you do that everything that your hands touch prospers in jesus name and to all of our listeners thank you for tuning in to good morning ladies with candy brian i've been with my guest destiny thomas the book is a war i couldn't win alone and let's go out to amazon support you guys and also um coaching one-on-one they can reach out to you via instagram from www.realizingdestiny.com Perfect. And they can go on Instagram and find you at Realizing Destiny. Uh, Realizing underscore destiny. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. (laughs) Thank you so much. And until next time, I mean, you're going to have, since you're our our prayer expert now, we're going to have to have you back again. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Before you go on the book tour, before you go on TVN or wherever God's going to place you, 
uh, we want to we want to catch up with you. And so, until next time, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Have a blessed day, a blessed week, and I love you guys. Bye bye. <laughs>